We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Grand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. Report with Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Molly and Hush, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Dan Weeder in for Molly today. Time now to go out to our Circa Resort and Casino hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook, where we find the Tribune's football man, friend of the show. It's Biggs time. Hey, Brad, how's it going? Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, let's get right to it because I, I think we're, we're coming off a segment where we just shared our Super Bowl predictions, and Kansas City Dan Wiederer here, he did everything <laughs> but bring in barbecue sauce, told me why the Chiefs are going to win. I picked the Eagles. I'm surprised, Brad. There are four people in this studio. I'm the only one that went with Philly. What is your Super Bowl prediction and why? Well, uh, my Super Bowl hope is that we have a thrilling game Sunday. Uh, you, you, know, you get you get a great Super Bowl to kind of tie a bow on the football season, and you feel real good about that. And everybody enjoys watching a uh, a really good game. And so that that's my greatest hope. But I uh, I pick the Eagles to win this game. I think. Um, They've got uh, clearly a uh, deeper defensive line, and Kansas City's got some special players up front itself with Chris Jones. I think Philly's uh, a little bit better on the offensive line. I think Philly's got a um, better collection of skill position talent and a better secondary. That being said, the Chiefs are going to have the best player on the field, even if he's not 100%, and Patrick Mahomes. And... uh, Kansas City, if you were just looking at the coaching involved in this game, I think the Chiefs rate uh, the edge based on experience. You, sometimes you've seen young coaches go into the Super Bowl, and uh, it hasn't been a shining moment for them. Uh, you can recall Sean McVay's first trip uh, to the big stage, right? That didn't go uh, so well against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And I'm not saying that that necessarily will happen for Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, but it's a factor to consider. So you kind of add it all up, and, uh, yeah, I came away with the Eagles winning a close game. So, Brad, the NFC is obviously less cluttered than the AFC with truly legitimate championship-contending teams. I think the argument can be made that only two teams really separated themselves 
in the NFC this season, the Eagles and the 49ers. As you look at the Eagles playing on the final Sunday of the season, which is the ultimate goal, what sorts of things in their blueprint and their building process and what they've done to attain the success would you borrow from if you were Ryan Poles and Matty Rufloos and trying to, to figure out what's the GPS to get us to this last game? Yeah, those guys don't have to do a lot of guesswork when it comes to what makes the Eagles good because they played Philadelphia late in the season at Soldier Field. And the, Matt Eberflus talked about it, I believe, uh, about the, the, the depth that Philadelphia has on the defensive line, the uh, talent that it has on the defensive line. And obviously you look at the offensive line there and uh, – it's it's top notch. It's high caliber offensive line, and um, you know not to change the subject, but just to touch quickly on the Chiefs, they've they've invested a massive uh, amount of money in their offensive line after struggling uh, with to protect Patrick Mahomes. So the, so they've doubled down uh, in the trenches in Kansas City with Brett Veach. But you you look at Philly and. I, if you don't have the line play, nothing else really matters. And the Bears were consistently uh, defeated in the trenches on both sides of the ball this past season. Ryan Pohl's number one need this offseason begins at defensive line, and then he's got to address the offensive line as well. But that defensive line was the worst in the entire league. They couldn't stop the run, couldn't rush the passer, couldn't get off the field on third down. They um, have a complete lack of talent up front, so he's going to have to make some major moves on the D-line, and and I think that's probably what the strength of that Eagles roster is. All right, Brad, tough night to be a Bears fan on Thursday. High expectations in terms of Devin Hester going into the Hall of Fame in 2023. That did not happen. What did you think of the Hall of Fame class that did receive the news on Thursday night, and how long do you think Devin Hester is going to have to wait now? Well, yeah, I'd be optimistic about next year. I was optimistic for this year um, a, a year ago at this point. I, it's a matter of, uh, of when, not if, for Devin Hester. And, you know, you look at the guys that got in, and you can make – there can be a compelling case made for all of them. And I think it's pretty clear – that the hurdle for Devin, and again, I believe he is going to get over the hurdle, is that he averaged 3.91 returns per game in his career. So less than four returns per game over the course of his NFL career is an average, and he's being weighed against guys who were out there almost every single snap on, on their side of the ball, right? You, you know, you, I, I don't know that you could compare Devin Hester's impact to a Darrell Rivas or to a uh, Joe Thomas or to a DeMarcus Ware who had to wait um, a year to, to get in in his second season of eligibility. And then it was year 10 for Zach Thomas, uh, the linebacker, and not the Bears uh, guard from last year. And um, it had been a, a bit of a wait for Rondé Barber. I think it was his sixth year of eligibility. He's he's kind of one of those guys that's on the would be on the fence for me if if I was wondering about him. But I, I think he was um, three time 
uh, first team all pro and obviously collected a uh, lot of interceptions in that Buccaneers defense. Brad, my first year on the beat was Devin's last season in Chicago. You had the luxury of being there for the entirety of his time as a bear. I think the argument could be made pretty easily that reviewing Devin's career resume doesn't do justice to experiencing what Devin was as a playmaker, as a threat every week that he was on the field. I'm curious from, from your informed lens, all those years covering the Devin Hester experience, what stood out to you the most about what he meant to the bears and how much he threatened every team they played? Yeah, that was something that you really saw kind of develop overnight about halfway through his rookie year. I think when, when the rest of the league figured out, okay, this is more than a uh, guy who's really fast and has a couple moves and he's caught some good blocks. Like um, they figured it out quickly. And if you go look at his career numbers, like I, I think he had a career high for punt returns as a rookie. And then the number dropped. And I want to say he had, 33 or more punt returns in a season just three times. So they started kicking around uh, away from him. They started taking touchbacks. They started, you know, kicking the ball out of bounds, the whole uh, nine yards. But I think the impact is told by uh, there's a variety of statistics. If you, if you don't go back and watch it, I think they led the league in average starting field position five consecutive seasons. And that wasn't necessarily because he had a greater uh, return average than anybody else. It was, he had some big returns. They squib kicked it. They accidentally kicked it out of bounds. You know, all these factors because of the fear uh, that he put in other teams. So what you're waiting for is that year to arrive where the selectors weigh the uh, impact that Devin had and don't, you know, hold it against him that he wasn't logging uh, 60, 65, 70 snaps a game at, at what he did because it's just such a small sample size for uh, a specialist. And, and what Devin did on offense really isn't going to um, do anything for his Pro Football Hall of Fame resume. All right, Brad. So J- Justin Fields made the rounds at Media Row. I think they're calling it that rather than Radio Row this year. And Justin Fields talked to Rich Eisen. He talked to CHGO. He talked to Jarrett Payton. And I think that what he said consistently was he understands the need to improve. He understands that accuracy was an issue at times last year. Frankly, I think he said all the right things. How much value do you put in just him acknowledging the fact that that there's improvement to be made and the tone that he set with what he said to these during these uh, radio hits that were maybe designed to sell something. But what I think came across was that he was selling the idea of an improvement. And, and I think every bears fan would buy that. Yeah. I don't know that that's new. I think, I think that's kind of what you got from Justin for much of the season that, um, that he was pretty, he was pretty level and straightforward with with where things were at uh, for the offense for him, and certainly I think Luke Getzey 
uh, did a good job of sort of uh, presenting uh, that message as well. Yeah, they, he's they've they've got a lot of improvements they need to make in the passing game. Uh, they've got improvements they need to make personnel-wise uh, before they get to that. I think they're probably uh, rather optimistic that uh, we'll see a completely different Chase Claypool. Uh, so if he's uh, ready to go from day one in this offense, if they have a little bit more help, if they have a little better protection, and Fields can make some now you've got a chance to uh, evaluate something that you feel uh, would put the Bears in a position to be much more competitive because offensively uh, they just weren't competitive and that you cannot be competitive when uh, you you struggle so mightily uh, to throw the football as an offense. So, Brad, just as an extension of that, there's obviously some gray area with how – uh, Justin's floor and ceiling are being viewed after two seasons as a starter. I would contend but that if he is healthy for 2023 and we get to the end of this year and there's more than 40 career starts, that that gray area is going to become a lot more black and white. For you, what would you want to see beyond a shadow of a doubt that he has accomplished in 2023 to answer some of the questions and, and to make that gray area go in a way that uh, go away in a way that, that encourages Chicago, that, that this is their forever quarterback. Well, shoot. I mean, most of the people I hear from have already arrived at that, that uh, <laughs> sunny destination that you're describing, my friend. I, I don't know that you put numbers on it or stats or wins or yards or completion percentage. You've, you've got to see he's, They've got to be um, able to throw from the pocket a heck of a lot better. I saw a stat at the start of the playoffs, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was, if I recall it correctly, I think it was like 13 of the top 15 teams in terms of pocket passing made the playoffs. And you'd have to see what's their data for that. I don't know, but – They've got to, the Bears have got to be a world. But he's got to be able to drop back, and the ball's got to come out on time. Um, he's got to be able to go from number one to number two uh, more efficiently. To, to when he has to get to number three, he has to be able to do that. Um, the electric plays, the off-script plays, and he's he's a plus at that. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't rely on that. You can't have him hit as much as he was this past season. Um, and, and some of that's just him taking off and running, not necessarily um, something where you can point your finger at, at the offensive line. So I just, they've got to be um, a world better in terms of efficiently throwing uh, the football, I think, to feel like he's taking that big step forward that you see from other these some of these other young quarterbacks that, you say, well, this guy kind of had a bumpy start, but man, did he break through and arrive in a big way? Um, he's got to he's got to really get better to do that. Is it possible? Absolutely. Are the Bears going to give him an opportunity for that? There's no question. But I'm with you. I think you get to the end of next season, and uh, you ought to have a pretty good idea uh, of where he's at. 
All right, Brad, before we let you go, we want to have you listen to this piece of audio, which was offered on Thursday from Kyle Long, who was on his brother's podcast, Green Light with Chris Long. And it came up the 2019 trip to London with the Bears and the Raiders. And this was halftime during Matt Nagy's address to the Bears offensive line at the time, which Kyle Long belonged to. And this is what Kyle Long had to say about that experience. We're playing the Raiders. And we were going to ask is what, that we were in there at halftime, and our, our head coach, Matt Nagy, God bless him, <laughs> bless his heart, he looks at the O-line, he says, you guys are playing like some gutless, quiet <laughs> and he stared oh. me in the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to you specifically. And I stood up in the middle of the halftime thing, and I just walked out. So you put, hold on. I made it about 50 yards down the hallway. Yeah. You know how long these hallways yeah. are. Oh, yeah. And our security guy was like, who's my buddy? He was like, Kyle, come on, man. Because I was about to say, Vontae Davis got Why didn't we hear about this story? He said, he said <laughs> not like this. He said, not like this. I had to ride eight hours in first class on the way home. Because I'm a starter. I'm a yeah, vet. Yeah, they, they got put me you up with first. the coach. Yeah. I sat across the aisle from Matt Nagy and his <laughs> wife for eight hours the whole way. Your husband called me a gutless <laughs> How do you feel about that? They told me they said, "Do not come back to the building. Like, don't come back." Yeah, I didn't Dude. know about all. We're this. done. Don't call my wow. house. Don't come by my house. We're Bre- done. Wow. Breaking his man up in Chicago his whole career, man. So, Brad, that's the rest of the story. How much of that is news to you? <laughs> well, I knew he was told not to come to the building, and it was, uh, you know, it was a situation where the Bears actually put him on injured reserve but told him to not show up at the building, and um, which, which strikes you as unusual because, generally speaking, the guys on injured reserve would be at the building doing some type of rehab, you know, unless they're so so injured that they got to have a surgery and have a do-nothing period before they can even begin uh, rehab. But, yeah, um, the what Nagy expressed to the offensive line – that was, uh, yeah, that was news, you know, but, hey, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, 2019, 2019 was frustrating for them. Um, 2020 was probably uh, more frustrating, and, and they just couldn't. They, um, they peaked, that staff and that era and roster peaked in 2018 and um, never really recovered. I mean, they, the people talk to you about them, uh, you know, making the playoffs in that game down in New Orleans, but but they backed in that year and they got that game in New Orleans wasn't even close. You ever cover a player that was cut at halftime? <laughs> uh, there's been some guy. Well, but, I mean, he wasn't cut at halftime, but um, it's kind yeah, of I mean, cut at halftime. I mean, mentally, he, he played he was, the second half and then he, he yeah, that was yeah, it. That was yeah, yeah, the end of his career. Yeah, it was kind of the, the end of his Bears Bears tenure. It, 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 fascinating that it comes out now. Yeah, well, the timing's uh, certainly interesting, and uh, Kyle's brother Chris is super tight with ex-Bear uh, Robert Quinn, so I would imagine Chris Long, who was a former Eagle, is probably rooting for Philadelphia, so maybe maybe Kyle's uh, pulling for the Eagles on <laughs> Sunday as well. Great stuff, Brad. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks, Big Z. Take care, guys. Brad Biggs, football man from the Chicago Tribune.
here on the Mullion Haw Show. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.